Out here in the sun, out here in the wind, there's no place to hide from the hurt. You walk without knowing where it will end, but you learn what each moment is worth. Hello, friends. Welcome to the first episode of From the Longhouse. I'm Wendy Waldman, and I'm coming to you from the studio at the Longhouse in beautiful Northridge, California, high up in the north end of the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. Northridge is, of course, famous for Cal State Northridge, a very fine University of California campus, as well as the Northridge earthquake of 1994, but also it's known for its proximity to various landmarks and events. For example, we are a stone's throw from the famous methane gas leaks at Aliso Canyon in Porter Ranch, just up the hill from us. Also, we experience some of the most ferocious winds and the hottest summer temperatures in all of L.A. County, along with the smoke and ash that rain down upon us regularly from the fires in the mountains just above us. However, Northridge is still one of L.A.'s best-kept secrets. In the old days, it was home to orange groves and horse ranches. Now it's just a sweet suburban bedroom community in the valley. Since I'm based in Los Angeles, I was thinking a good place to start the Longhouse podcast might be about some aspects of L.A. itself, which has become part of the mythology and the imagination of greater America and the world. Some of those myths are true, or close to true, but there are some very surprising facts not related to Hollywood about L.A. that people don't know. Okay, for example... Unless you visited Los Angeles, you might be unaware that this sprawling, massive place is really just a thousand villages connected by freeways. Some of these villages are as different from one another as day to night, even being right next to each other. L.A. might right now be the most diverse city in all the world as every tribe and nationality has a base here in some village or another, and we are very widespread. Our city is 500 plus square miles, 44 miles long by 30 miles across. Our county is 4,751 square miles. That's big. Well, one thing every town in L.A. has in common is that our complex city is surrounded on three sides by mountain ranges. Unless you're driving in directly from the south, i.e. San Diego, you will have to go through a mountain pass to get into Los Angeles. We have mountain ranges. The Santa Monica's, the Coastal Range, the Santa Susana's, the San Gabriel Mountains, and of course, the mighty San Bernardino Mountains that go all the way down into the desert. And to make matters worse for people who come here for the first time, the western half of the city is divided by a mountain range. It runs right through town. So to access one side or another necessitates driving through a canyon or over a road that traverses the mountains. Now, the same is ironically true of parts of the northeastern section of L.A. In this case, 
It's branches of the San Gabriel Mountains that reach into that part of town and all the way to downtown Los Angeles, with steep hillside neighborhoods stretching up and down the mountains. Places you've heard about, such as Topanga Canyon, Laurel Canyon, Las Feliz, Silver Lake, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, the Hollywood Hills, Boyle Heights, Echo Park, Burbank, and many more are in some cases completely mountain communities. And the thoroughfares that run through these mountains to get from one side to the other are canyons, very steep with houses on both sides and sometimes pretty scary to drive. Prior to the arrival of the Spanish conquerors, the conquistadores, this place was inhabited by many native tribes. There were many rivers, some seasonal, some year-round. There were grasslands, chaparral-covered mountains, forests of mighty native oak and sycamore trees, abundant fish and game for everyone. Even back before the Spaniards showed up, this place was paradise compared to life as a Native American out on the Great Plains, for example. All of our rivers now are concrete channels that run like veins through every neighborhood and down to the Pacific Ocean. And when you fly in, you can see them. They're like long, dark lines that crisscross the city. Kenny Edwards, Carla Bonoff, Andrew Gold, and I grew up in Los Angeles. Of course, as the noted author Patty Davis, also daughter of the late President Ronald Reagan, mentioned in a recent piece, the Los Angeles of our youth is gone. But I was always fascinated with the Los Angeles River. And many years ago, Carla gave me a newspaper article about its origins. It was so different before the Army Corps of Engineers showed up to solve our flooding problem, whatever that might have been. Yeah. Here's a brindle tune about our beloved city and our beloved rivers. And by the way, some of these riverbeds are now being restored to their natural habitat. So the dream in Concrete River may yet come true. Somewhere up north In the mountains above the fields They moved it around Till it flows through town Just a channel of asphalt and steel The city's green and the rainbirds are running But the river is parched and dry And under the street Keeps the heart of a desert From another time gone by
kids jump the barbed wire fence Just a looking for something to do At night, the power lines crackle and buzz You can hear the sirens moan The water's so slow It moves like blood through the heart And the soul and the bone season in California, which starts here around October and can go into the early spring, pushed by the Santa Ana winds, which are a ferocious feature of life here. The wind changes direction, and hot gusts up to 60 miles an hour come sweeping down across the city. Fire season is nothing new here. From the Mexican border all the way to just above San Francisco and into the mighty Central Valley, there's an overall ecosystem that, while it has some sharp differences between the coast, the mountains, and inland, still has in common certain unique features that Mother Nature has had in place for millennia. There are many species of native oak trees, sycamore trees, immense swaths of chaparral. Uh, Chaparral, by the way, 
is scrub brush on steroids, blanketing the hills and even some of the bottomlands. Some of this is found only in California. Uh, the closest thing to it being certain Mediterranean climates, but with more severe differences. For example, some of the plants that are native to this area actually need to be heated up in order for the seed pods to open and germinate. How about that? So, hence wildfires. Wildfires start up in the hills, and they race down the same time-worn paths through canyons and passes, finally burning themselves out at the ocean. This part of California has alternating droughts and huge 10- and 20-year torrential storms. After the fires and after the rains, the hills are reborn in spectacular wildflowers of every color, chaparral renewed and lush, trees regenerating, and the cycle of life in the strange California ecosystem continues unabated. Well, all that's still true. The only problem is that there are now 13 million of us living here in the basin up and down the hillsides, and finally pushing developments farther and farther into the mountains. We bump up against the bobcats, the coyotes, hawks, owls, rabbits, lizards, snakes, and other creatures and plants that have been here forever. We're shocked when the annual fires race down the mountains into our neighborhoods and wipe out our precious homes. Oh, and one last point about chaparral that the recent transplant from the east or the south will find confounding is the fact that October is actually spring for the native California ecosystem. Folks come here and plant their English gardens in April only to see them wither and crumble in the heat of the summer. Native gardeners plant in October. Uh, but that's a topic for another time. Few of us now are old-timers who understand the ways of the chaparral and who know how to build to live and garden in that ecosystem. It's my hope that we'll get wise at some point very soon and begin to learn about living with our ecosystem as opposed to fighting it. There is much superb new research about working with the fires and the natural way of things. Um, but it might not involve parking both your BMWs on the driveway of your million-plus-dollar house overlooking the ocean. Just saying, there's a reckoning a-coming. When my brilliant friend, the great Polish superstar Mietek Szczesniak, started spending a lot of time here in California, he loved it. And he still does. Well, of course, he's coming from Poland, which gets mighty cold. But he had a vision one day looking at our city, and he saw it in ash and in shambles, underwater and destroyed. And it really scared him. Uh, I knew, okay, we had to write the song. And it was, by the way, such a gas to hear this great artist singing about this place with his unique Eastern vocal stylings. Here's our tune, Signs. In the I 
a complicated place. It's my home. It's at times a magical place and at times a terrible place. It's hot. It's freezing. It's risen from a food backwater to one of the most influential centers of foodways in the whole world due to the enormous immigrant population that comes here from everywhere and the many small cafes, stands, restaurants, and food trucks, which, by the way, got their start here that take root in every single neighborhood of every single village in our city. 
Our traffic is breathtakingly awful these days, as we both lack the forward-thinking public transportation concepts that one finds in New York and New England, the Bay Area, Chicago, not to mention Paris, London, Tokyo. I rest my case. Plus, we, for whatever reason, became an automobile society, and we tore up a lot of our tracks in the 50s. It has become very expensive to live here. The powerful aircraft industry that once sustained much of the city has diminished, and Hollywood, due to the changes brought by the Internet and a lot of other things, has changed profoundly as well. However, at the same time, we are one of the largest shipping ports in all of the world, and all kinds of business from the Pacific Rim and overseas have come here to Los Angeles, prompting a huge boom in office buildings and real estate. Interestingly, though, even though right now more people are leaving California than are showing up, the majority of those coming in are immigrants, rich and poor, who still see the dream of freedom in California and especially L.A. as a viable option, and most of them figure it out. We have problems. We have contradictions. We have magnificent weather. We have magnificent vistas. And we still have magnificent possibilities. In Brindle, we wrote about L.A. On my Facebook page, Oh So L.A., I wrote this paragraph on our collective sense of place. I said, Kenny Edwards and I always thought that songs were particularly powerful when they were linked to a sense of place. In Brindle, we wrote quite a few songs about where we came from, all four of us Angelinos. One that he and I loved in particular was this one, which painted for us the funky reality of L.A. For example, the Valley Boys having to push their boards into the sea because our sea was hardly pristine. And other images that struck us as world-weary, and yet so true of the L.A. that we loved so dearly. Kind of like a lover that you couldn't really walk away from, but you knew would make you crazy one day, and indeed, I suppose it has. This track also features uh, some of the early and brilliant programming of the late, great Andrew Gold, often not recognized for the stunning genius that he was, and of course, the magnificent, powerful playing and singing of Kenny Edwards, and the rest of us just hanging on for dear life. Today, while L.A. burns and blows in the wind, I think of how much I love this place, how much we loved this place, and also how lucky I was to get to put a tiny bit of brindle on record. Another day is dawning on the brown All the valley boys push their boards into the sea And the planes come down Drowning out the voice inside your head As you stumble from your bed Above the city, all the hills. 
is a wholly owned production of Wendy Waldman and Longhouse Records. Our executive producer is Mark Newbar. You can find us at wendywaldman.com, Wendy Waldman Music on Facebook, Wendy Waldman Music at Instagram, and on Spotify. And the music is also available for streaming or checking out. We'll get better at that as we go. Today, you heard Brindle, Kenny Edwards, Andrew Gold, Carla Bonoff, and Wendy Waldman singing Concrete River and Just Can't Walk Away. You heard the Wendy Waldman track, My Time in the Desert, written with Sally Barris. You also heard Mietek Szczesniak, Signs, written by Wendy Waldman and Mietek Szczesniak. There's additional underscoring composers, Abraham Parker, Robert Hoffman, and Wendy Waldman. Longhouse is very proud to be the home of the legendary folk music show Folk Scene, now hosted by Alan Larman. Longhouse Records features the work of Wendy Waldman in conjunction with Wabaho, the three works of the refugees. Longhouse is also the home of Mietek Szczesniak here in America. The Longhouse Music Library is a cross-genre, cross-generational collective of composers and songwriters, including all of the aforementioned as well as works by DJ Shyboy and David Pilch, superb musicians. I want to thank you so very much for spending some time with me today. I hope you enjoyed my geek-like ramblings and the music. I'm wishing you all good health and peace. See you on the flip side.